yeah, let's go ahead and kick it off. What was your first question? Um, how would you define identity politics, and how is it affecting race and gender relations in America today? It's really important for me to take a huge step back uh, when posed with a question like that to uh, assess as much of the complexity as possible. And if we're going to use this word America and infer that that means approximately everything that has happened from about 1776 until now, that this entire sea to shining sea in the central part of North America was inhabited by other people prior to it becoming the East Coast at least becoming the 13 colonies and beginning this American manifest destiny towards the, the West. So, I mean, first and foremost, like taking this big step back, taking this like big history perspective, um, the 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 relationship between um what is um the the humans that that came here america the humans that came here in 1776 forming america forming this on the east coast and who was here prior to that is this first sort of i guess what you would say um uh interaction that happened and in many ways it um is is uh, it, it's it's traumatic in some ways and it, and um and there's a lot of that that were that that my perspective that that is still in the process of he, of being healed um 100 yeah yes yes great so that's that's probably going to be a reoccurring theme in my answer to you is uh okay. the yeah the amount of yeah yeah so there's a, a, a there's a lot of healing that still needs to take place um and uh yeah okay so so um uh for like and and also I think it's important to to put into perspective that um if you're um if you're on if you're on an Apollo mission and you're experiencing the earth from the moon um I uh you, you you don't you don't really um you 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 see you know billions of 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 humans and you know these tens million plus species but it, it it's all you can really feel that one and that unity and so this whole idea of like like people's genitalia and their skin color um kind of isn't as uh it's 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 such a it's beginning to start that process of of trying to identify people by skin color and genitalia and what religion or spirituality they believe in etc what side of the political spectrum they're on so taking again this big history this big step back viewing it from that is like okay 
So, so there's there's that first. Then you get into all of these breakdowns and stuff. So white people come and interact with the Native Americans in this first period that are uh, that are uh, in 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 many ways uh, one could say uh, har- a little could could be uh, not to over romanticize it, but in many ways. Sp- spiritually harmonizing with the land at maybe we could say a greater degree than we are today um and and so yeah then there's this um there's this process of of um let's just try and let's try and get through this without being too um long-winded so there's the process of a, a manifest destiny which includes not only what happened to native americans throughout that process but also what happened with the enslavement of africans throughout the process and then um uh and and the, so so there's not only this big wound with native americans there's also a big wound with africans and so now we have these two massive gaping wounds and um and i i think that taking the empathetic perspective is always um helpful always helpful so Again, get behind the eyes of the Native Americans that were here first. Get behind the eyes of the Africans that were enslaved and brought over like sardines chained up in boats and then enslaved to work here. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so and so when um, that empathetic perspective, um, it completely transforms your uh, understanding of, of reality. So, so starting with that empathy and then um, – and then, um, you know, again, we'll, I guess we'll kind of just hit the, like, fast forward a little bit, um, that, uh, it, 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 eventually, um, the, um, the, the process of, of other people from around the world seeing that the United States was a place of interest and, um, flourishing, um, and also people, um, leaving their other, uh, poor, um, uh, uh, scenarios from other places in the world where there was, um, war or violence or other issues that were happening. And so people left and came to the United States. So the United States became a melting pot. I mean, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Great. Yes. Great. Exactly. Yes. Melting pot. And, um, and so, um, so right now we have basically these, 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 um, these, so far we've, we've, we've explained like there are these two kind of wounds, um, and there's this big melting pot also of, of people. And, um, like, let's juxtapose this quickly with, with China. Um, like China does, does they they have they have a lot of homogeneity and they don't have um a, a lot of uh different they don't have a lot of diversity in the sense of people of different um skin colors or or people of different countries coming yeah. to yeah so now you have this interesting juxtaposition so when people say like um you know diversity um people of other you know perspectives and and skin colors and stuff like that that 
um, or genitalia that um, how like let's just juxtapose it. How does China treat di- diversity um, versus how do they treat meritocracy? Um, how does the U.S. treat meritocracy and diversity? These are very interesting places. So this is kind of we're getting closer to um, modernity with where we're we're worth where we're talking now. Um, there's a lot more that goes into this. I'm doing my best to try and analyze it from its from its complexity. Obviously, the computer. Okay, great, great. I'm glad to hear that. So, obviously, computers and the internet did a huge, huge impact on our um, uh, both individual actualization and collective consciousness, and um. So like the last, you know, the last 70 years and specifically really the last like 20 years um, have been especially just crazy nuts exponential technology. And because of that, that has created this this way of um, of uh, I, I, I don't I mean, I don't necessarily know if like I've, it's really hard to try and, you know, get behind the eyes of the like the founding fathers. But what is something that is 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 um reoccurringly coming up that seems very likely is that they never expected um the ratio of 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 um congress to um uh the the people that uh, are that are that are rep- that that are wanting um to be represented so so P, the person to to congressperson ratio, um, the citizen to congressperson ratio, um, when this all started in 1776-ish, was around 30,000 to 1. That number has now become over 600,000 to 1. And that is also um, creating a big issue with all of the entrenched interests and lobbyists um citizens united 10 years ago there is a lot of things that are at play now that the and again the internet and computers that the founding fathers couldn't have um predicted so there's something that um there's something that there's really some some idea of like new codes and new ways of 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 really um, you know as you and, and and your dad and uncle know inclusive stakeholding these styles of of thinking uh, that are that are very important so so um, and just and I guess just one one more one more thought on this the idea of like a a, um, a left versus right um, conservative versus liberal. Um, is very kind of like yin and yang and it's very interesting seeing how the pendulum swings between those two in yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's exactly my next question really okay let's lead into that then yeah yeah, yeah. um i was just gonna say like has the rise in identity politics hurt american society by like increasing tensions or has it kind of benefited our culture by increasing awareness of social issues? Like, do you think identity politics has hurt or benefited America? Well, I like what you just said there, which was um, you gave both perspectives, which you know that that's that's what is 
That's why I nuance is so important to me. And you're right there that there is that both of those are are true. Um, I, identity politics simultaneously um, creates that idea of empathy that we were talking about earlier. Um, like you can't just like laugh at reparations and say that's stupid. You 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 have to very seriously understand what happened over uh, over dozens of years and what um, that has done then uh, transgenerationally up until even now um, and it's a such a complicated uh, multivariate nonlinear equation that is it's not fair to just laugh off uh, things like so so, um, so there's both the social awareness, like, um, like how many people know that, you know, Native Americans lived in their tribes on the land and then were kind of ushered into forcibly into these, uh, camps where, uh, reservations, if you will, where, um, where now what transgenerational trauma has been created from that. And so the idea of like getting behind the eyes of a woman as well, where, you know, women are the they're they're the ones that gestate new humans inside of them for nine months at a time and then birth them into the world. And for men to better empathize with what it's like to actually do something like that and why women should um, also have serious um, voices in uh, leadership positions that are trying to guide us towards better uh, nurturing one another, better um, empathizing with one another, better harmonizing with nature and each other, all of these types of things um, is is extremely important. So, so identity um, politicking both um, helps create empathy, but it also yeah. is, is, is destructive um, in the sense of um, yeah. the most, probably the most simple way to put how destructive it is, is that, um, um, there, there is no, um, there's no, um, tyranny in, um, uh, n- n- like 99% of all, um, like bricklayers are men. That's, that's not a tyrannical thing. There's not like women and people of color being oppressed in the bricklayer position. It's just literally choice. So it's it's not about and I mean you can extend this into so many other fields, like eighty percent of nurses are women, right? It's not tyranny that is holding back men from being nurses. It's just the way it unfolds in in in, in self interest. People's own interests are what the market um, is pretty much an example of. Now, that is not to say that there is no tyranny. That's not to say there is no tyranny because there are there is systemic cultural oppression that does occur that when a woman is voicing her voice inside of a room full of men that we've had many women on our show talk about how difficult it is to actually earn the attention of those men as a woman. And... Um, there's it's also uh 
similar about being a person of color in a place that is um, highly white, uh, maybe like in uh, in this town of that I'm from, like in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So there's um, there's I think there's um, there's 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 both of these. It's a be- you know you started it off really beautifully by saying um, ex- exactly what you said, and that's um, that's 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 how that's how I uh, feel about it as well. We need to be very careful in one sense of um, not overstretching our um, mandates. Let's say in a sense that um, if I meritocratically want to hire a social media manager. I don't give a shit what religion, spirituality, gender, skin color, uh, etc. I don't care. For me, I just want you to submit the best possible proposals of what you want to do for our project. And um, we need to be careful, in a sense, at these large entities of of in a sense saying that well now we need to hire somebody this is a very complicated question but the idea that we need to hire somebody that is a specific skin color or religion or gender for this specific role and what percentage does that possibly are we going to sacrifice off of the meritocracy for that so am i going to hire am i going to hire someone that instead of a 97% fit for the role is a is a 92% fit for the role so we're not going to give it to the top candidate but we're going to give it to the um to the 92% candidate that is a specific skin color or gender or religion etc so so um but what now another question to ask around that is what does it do if i bring in someone in that's a different gender or skin color or religion into the equation could it be that they provide such a unique uh, perspective through their philosophy or um, however they were raised that maybe that 92 on a like a meritocratic score actually over the span of a couple months of how they enrich the other teammates and how they enrich the project actually ends up being even better than that 97 selection could have been yeah right my, my next my next question is actually somewhat similar um it's like, do you think that accusations of racism and sexism are productive in protecting individuals, or does that incriminating cycle sort of eat itself and harm those social targets? Well, I, I think I think it, it it really depends on how much like love and compassion and and empathy we approach the situation with, because if if we're gonna be you know. Um, you know, saying something in a malicious way at someone else, like what we see much of the time on on Twitter, um, that um, it's 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 almost certainly not going to cause any um, behavioral change. And rather, yeah, right? yeah, right. yeah. I, I totally agree. Yeah, you're, you're answering one of my later questions. But yeah, but I totally agree with you. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's um it's 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 going to actually entrench people more in their own um perspective and not uh try and open up so so uh, so interesting right yes 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 it's and this is a very classically studied um psychological and neuroscientific phenomenons around just cognitive biases and dissonances and um so 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 for example um uh 
if you if if there if there is a moment when you want like there is this guy that recently went on um the 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 Joe Rogan experience his name's a uh, Daryl and I think his last name might be Davis um and what he did was he has convinced he he's a black man and he has convinced I think about 200 KKK members to drop their robes and the the way that he did that is by having polite nuanced discourse and um in person um and just opening up the dialogue and yes yes yeah. yes so so if we're if we're approaching um the uh let's say yeah somebody having some sort of a racist or sexist um proclivity of some sort with 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 love and maybe we are um you know asking them questions about their perspective um that are um that are that are that are not uh overly uh leading showing that they have some sort of like problem but that instead we're trying to just help them lead to their own realization about how they could um maybe uh evolve themselves and their perspective so this is it's very difficult to know how to ask those questions and how to be polite and kind and not um and not flare up but it's very important yes yeah i think unfortunately the sort of anonymity that you can get on social media makes it really easy to kind of use that sort of less formal language and really just get the straight accusations that are really unproductive yep um on a similar note to what degree do like vernacular language and other cultural products such as like movies music and traditions play a role in the cycle of spreading racial and sex related prejudices this is a good question too so i mean the, the like I mean the, the the I mean the first thing that 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 comes to mind is um is the way that um uh like this like this dichotomous portrayal of of uh, a female um ranging from um wearing a an a, a full um uh like burqa in in the Middle East to completely cover this entire like female body all the way to this um like uh s- like swimsuit edition of uh, a sports illustrated magazine to show off the the woman's body at at such uh yeah l- like uh I know, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah yeah so um so that's a, that's I mean that 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 in itself has been you know programming. I mean men are being programmed by that and by all of the other um, like advertisements um, like flaunting uh, female sexuality. Uh, there we're being programmed. We're being we're being programmed um, to not like respect a woman as a divine being. That is, uh, that it's equal and that's here to help, 
you know, uh, uh, help us flourish and, and that to be respectful, but it, but it's it's causing other it's causing other things. So I mean, there's that in the in the media sphere, and then um, in terms of like uh, like I mean, it's it's important to you know to to look at the spread of other things like uh, jazz and hip hop music and what um, what African Americans, what Black people have done to bring forth. Um, that into into reality and what um and what uh what 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 does it what does it look like when in like kind of like the entrenched um interests of the music industry uh kind of want to monopolize on uh on those without without necessarily paying um for the people that actually invented and, and revolutionized what the music space actually is, um, uh, yeah. I mean, an, an, an easy way to look at it also is like you look at examples like Nearest uh, Green, who taught uh, Jack Daniels um, how to how to make um, whiskey, and Nearest Green was. Um, was uh was black african american and and um and you know there's there's not there's not really um you you know how, how or like the hidden figures um these three women that were computers during the nasa um uh uh exploration of space that 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 did so much of the work that finally got this movie about them where people finally realized that there was uh, you know, black involvement in this process as well. Um, uh, so, um, like this, like, uh, and, and I mean, and there's a lot of things about these lyrics too. There's like lyrics in the music that are about, you know, money, sex, drugs, blah, blah. It seems like that's what gets the most clicks. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And there's, there's that, that, that's getting clicks there's also the whole like youtube phenomenon where if you write one person's name destroys another person's name that gets clicks um oh, totally. yeah, yeah not like not like one person's name has nuanced dialogue with <laughs> another person <laughs> yeah yeah I, i'd be lying if i said i haven't found myself guilty to that kind of clickbait um <laughs> it, it's crazy it's the degree to which these things go around yeah yeah so so i mean those are those are those are i guess some of the 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 answers uh that's perfect okay cool perfect. yeah um back to social media how do you think the modern progressive culture on social media will age like do you think this cycle will perpetuate or will people eventually switch sides and begin to view like the liberal ideals as negative or threatening sort of how people believe conservatism is kind of negative and threatening now I think from 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 what just came to me, I think it comes from two two things. One of it, one of this is going to be around our own um, individual spiritual awakenings. So as the um, as things like the entheogenic Renaissance, psychedelic Renaissance, come cannabis Renaissance, etc., come up into the world, maybe um, we will get triggered. Uh, more towards uh open-mindedness and spirituality and love 
um, and therefore um, we will not be casting these um, extremely rude, binary, um, uh, like death threats or violence threats on to the internet sphere. Um, and the and the other component to that is um, also the. Um, uh, the 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 actual algorithms themselves. So if if we can um, properly uh, uh, detach um, the the social media sphere um, away from the uh, um, the attention economics, so that um, yeah, the business plans of the companies being tied to the time on screen. Um, and uh, also that um, – and there's a bunch of interesting ways to counter that, um, uh, especially with people that already have some of the finances available to them becoming like subscription members. I personally would pay $10 a month for Twitter, $10 a month for LinkedIn, $10 a month for Facebook. and Inst- I would pay that money and then I would expect to actually get control of my data. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so stuff like uh, that. I, I would do the same. I would do the same. Yes, yes. So, so there's interesting things like that. And then what I would ask for there to be done is for there to be some sort of a way for us to engage with the algorithms that are being made to do things like um, rather than uh, uh, push – push into the um, homophily and the the echo chambers um, that um, there is in groupthink that there is actually um, uh, strategically strategically there is there are ways for the algorithms to show you know this actually comes back to what we were saying earlier can you basically um, ask such a good question to someone at such the right time that they open their heart and their mind to a new way of seeing the world. And so I think that it has a lot to do with that uh, algorithmically as well um, for, uh, for, for, for to, to show something that is a, of a greater amount of nuance at just the right time to someone where they say, oh, shit, I've actually never thought about it that way before. Now I see it from another perspective that helps make my uh, worldview more nuanced and more holistic and less binary. Yeah. Um, there's been plenty of talk online about polarization since the 2016 presidential election and Trump's inauguration, obviously. So how do you think the result of the 2016 presidential election has kind of affected racism and sexism? Like, have we really gotten more racist, as social media seems to be saying? Or has the retaliation to Trump led to increased justice and awareness? Wow, yeah, this one's really hard. Um, There's just... It's just really difficult... Because there's 330 million people in the country and um, what 2016 and also what led up to 2016, given all of the uh, the election um, uh, issues that happened um, and issues with social media that happened, um, that... uh, you know how that dynamically affected the collective American consciousness over the last four years 
um, is very difficult to map out and that um, <clears throat> uh, it's, it's interesting because um, from a very like metaphysical big history perspective, you could view the uh, th- you could view the 2016 election and, and what happened as a, as a big spiritual awakening. Um, and that, um, do I think that, do I think that some, some percentage of the Americans have been awakened because of that? Yes. I think that people became more nuanced and more, um, loving and compassionate, although maybe right away it took them some time to understand. Maybe it took them a year of kicking and screaming and then to settle down. Um, but um, and did it polarize other people even more? Yes, it did that too. Um, um, did the alt-right become more alt-right and did the far left become even more far left? Yeah, I think so. Right? Yep. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's, that's perfect. Thank you. Again, you're giving me a bunch of good nuggets on these. This is good. Um, more generally, what's your opinion on reverse racism and reverse sexism? To what degree are they present? Could you define them for me? So, racism is generally thought to be like discrimination of blacks um, just based on their race. To what degree do you think whites are sort of categorized and sort of discriminated against just because they are white? Like, do you think, do you think there are ways in which whites are hurt, example, for, the, for their race? Or... Um, even males are hurt for their sex. Like usually, when when you hear the word sexism, you usually sort of think it's discrimination towards women. But to one degree, is the opposite true? I'm I, I want um, I want women, um, black people, um, Latinos, uh, Asian people. I want I want everyone um, on this planet to absolutely thrive as their best selves and unleash their full inner artist into the world. And, um, yes. And so, um, like I, I would like, I would, I would just, I would just hope that, um, I mean, you've, you can, you've, you, you've, you've heard this from people like, uh, Heather McDonald that have said this before, but that some, yeah, yeah, like some people will, will like just basically say that I will never read a book by a white man again. Um, and, um, I, I, um, I think I think it's I think it's um, um, like just 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 to you know like that's there's not there's I mean there's not really like a there's not there, there's there's pretty much no I think love in that statement and um, and I think by um, by uh, understanding that uh, there is some really important wisdom in what has been written in the past. Um, and to try and take um, as much of that as you can, and um, like, and help uh, architect a social fabric in- inclusive stakeholding included. Yeah. That 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 helps unleash that those inner gifts in people is huge. Now do now like do like do I do I do I think that like. Um, no, no, I, I, I don't really think that like the the reverses um, have been like 
uh, significant. Um, not. Yeah, I, I think I generally agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, just to kind of wrap things up here again. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Um, Great questions. Kind of, of course, you were kind of beginning to allude to these, but what are ways we can we can sort of decrease tensions and get to that sort of ideal state where all of these races and different types of identities can kind of coexist going forward and do you think we're headed towards that type of decreased tensions or is it more likely that we're going to be facing such identity politics issues for a long time i think what what you and your dad and uncle wrote um with inclusive stakeholding and what um ideas there are from uh from so many epic people around architecting a more um, robust uh, and inclusive social fabric for our future will um, alleviate the identity politics tensions. And I hope so, right? Yes, 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 yes. Um, And so my, my whole thing is if I can, if I can help catalyze more, um, spiritual awakening and more of that architecting of that social fabric to be more inclusive for the unleashing of everyone's gifts around the world, then then we can um, more easily get to the um, nuanced, loving, inclusive uh, perspectives that are multivariate, that are complex and hard, but that are um, ultimately closer to the truth and uh, and ultimately will um, help us uh, eradicate more war and violence um, and create more uh, pluralism, less myopia, uh, more abundance. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I think projects such as yours and things similar are definitely bringing us in the right direction. Um, Anyway, uh, thank you so much, Alan. This has been really fruitful. I've got a bunch of good nuggets here on my Word document in front of me, and I think this is a really good step forward for me. And it's also great to talk to you again. It's been a really long time. I hope we can connect soon somewhere down the road. Um, I'm going to start going to my dad's, a few of my dad's events coming up. I'm not, have you, have you talked to you about anything like that recently? Are, are you going are 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 to see my dad anytime soon? Um, I just, I, well, I also want to say thank you, <laughs> Jeremy, like, for you know, for a young man to to have these um, you know nuanced views on these complicated subjects, where you know I can hear even by how you ask the question, how you pour, how you give you give the question with both sides already, so that you know I think that's huge that you do that. It speaks highly of of your abilities, and um, they're great questions. And um, yeah, and 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 it's. Uh, it, it'll be interesting. Yeah, send me send me what you end up uh, producing for the project. I'm interested to. I will. I will. Yeah. I'll great. 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 I'll get a point of contact for you email wise from my dad. And yeah, it certainly will do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, awesome. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm super lucky to be surrounded by people like my dad, and you, Eric Weinstein, and a bunch of other people who have yes. kind of shaped my sort of life philosophy and thinking about all these different perspectives, and especially Menlo, even even these history classes. As, so, you know, Menlo's kind of generally left-leaning. He's got me thinking about a lot more perspectives. So I think I'm very lucky, especially in a time like today where people are getting so single-minded. So. Yeah, and, and, to, and to give you a quick bit from, from uh, like, 
2000 I don't or from from when I was 14 till about when I was like 18 or so um I was like the president of the teenage republicans club and I was like sir you know and I it was very interesting my like my youthful um swing into conservatism uh when I moved to Minneapolis and then when I moved to San Francisco I also swung really hard onto the liberal side and then and then now um, uh, after after immersing myself so deeply in the two poles, I find myself so beautifully nuanced, driven in the center that it's um, you know like you're describing. If you know how to go to both of those poles and you know how to empathize with both those perspectives, that's really what's gonna I think get you closer to to the to the truth. I right. think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Your experience is so valuable. That's part. It's part of the reason why I reached out to you for this project. Thank you, thank you, and and, and to answer your la- the the first question you said right here at the at the end, you you asked if you know how much um, I was going to be you know involved in the next things that you know you're up to with with pops and stuff. Um, um, I, I I don't know yet um, regarding um, I, I'm a huge I'm a huge fan of of everything that um, that the Yoon Family Foundation is doing. Everything, everything. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so when I, yeah yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so whenever let me know whenever uh yeah, send me a message. Let me know whenever there's something going on that you think that I should um be at, etc. So yeah. Of course, Alan. Thank you. Um anyway, I gotta get back to my work and I'm sure you too. But again again, thank you for hopping on with me. Thank you for accepting. It's great to hear your voice again. I'm sure I'll see you soon. Likewise, likewise, Jeremy. Thank you, thank you.